0: This is a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. It's been a very bad couple of weeks for the medical profession. What have we learned? Assume whatever your doctor tells you is wrong. Do your own research and then be pleasantly surprised if it turns out okay. That's kind of where we are. The climax of all this came over the last couple of days as Dr. Deborah Birch, a quack, a total flake, admitted in her book she just made up the whole lockdown thing, including the whole need for the lockdown thing. She admitted she was the architect of the two weeks to stop the spread. She admits she didn't have an iota of data that we should lock down to stop the spread, or it would do anything. But she'd watched some scary videos out of China and heard the Chinese-controlled WHO say we should lock down. So she was determined to do it. Problem was, she didn't have any data backing that up. So she invented two weeks to stop the spread so she could find some. Then she admitted that 10-person limit? Yeah, she made that up too. It wasn't based on science either. This was based on what she thought the public would tolerate. She figured, well, if she made up the number 10, people wouldn't go nuts because they couldn't see their family members. But she could still cancel funerals, weddings, state championship, playoffs, proms. You know, things people will never get back just because she thought she, sh- she could. In other words, she admitted she had no data. It turns out a lot of medicine might have been that way. And at the top government level, they're very casual about this. Take a listen to the flaky, yet unapologetic liar, Deborah Burks, who essentially ran her own medical shadow government under Trump. A medical shadow government that would use the lockdown she created ultimately to destroy permanently 95,000 businesses. She doesn't seem too moved by any of that, though. Want to get a 40-second feel for how the science is created by the government, i.e. they just make it up as they go along and, you know, include anything that financially benefits the pharmaceutical industries. It's at great risk to you. Listen to this 40-second clip. It's Jim Jordan a couple of months ago grilling Deborah Burks. So you get an idea for how the science is actually made in our society. When the government told us that the vaccinated couldn't transmit it, was that a lie or was that a guess? Or is it the same answer? I think it was hope that the vaccine would work in that way. And that's why I think scientists and public health leaders always have to be at the table, so, so being it, very clear what we know and what but we this, don't this know. Is, this is important for the country to know. So when I asked the question, when the government told us that the vaccinated couldn't get it, and I asked you if it was a guess or a lie, you said you don't know. You said you think it was hope. So what we do know is it wasn't the truth. So they were either guessing, lying or hoping and communicating that information to the to the to the citizens of this country. So much for the pandemic of the unvaccinated. Guess that really never was a thing. Problem is, you couldn't tell that if you had a social media account at the time and you were a world celebrated virologist and you questioned that because they'd cancel you. But it turns out with their vaunted government advice. The federal government has canceled a whole lot of people permanently. The problem in this country right now is that from medical school on, these doctors are trained to repeat like trained monkeys. Anything the CDC and the FDA say. Problem is, the pharmaceutical companies own those entities. Whatever the case, this week was a very bad one for the medical profession. It started with this, the first the first mainstream media admission in this country, in Israel, this has been known for a long time, that too little salt may worsen outcomes for common types of heart failure. If you have heart issues, diabetes or overweight, your doctor is probably still telling you to cut salt. Don't. It'll kill you. There's no telling the untold thousands, heck, millions doctors have killed with this advice over the years, advice that came from the government. UPI reports what they've known for years in Israel. Restricting salt intake may actually worsen the prognosis for people with common forms of heart failure, according to a study published Monday. It was published in the journal Heart, and it suggested the benefit of adding salt to cooked food for heart failure patients. Oh my God, how many did they kill? Researchers said the association between too much Salt restriction, who did that? Had to be the government and your doctor. Too much salt restriction and poor outcomes was more pronounced in patients age 70 or younger and in non-white people. Overly strict dietary salt intake restriction could harm patients with heart failure with preserved ejection fraction and is associated with worse prognosis. Yeah, not a good week for the medical profession. Unfortunately, they're slow, and so is the government to turn the boat around. They'll probably go on killing people with these salt recommendations for months or years. But then came the full Monty, the peak behind the curtain of exactly how much of modern medicine, especially modern pharmaceutical medicine, might be fraudulent. The shot, it's myocarditis, it's blood clots, all of that, has opened a lot of people's eyes. This should too. A massive study by the University College of London that found that really almost a whole body of practice of medicine around depression is suspect. It turns out there's no relationship between low serotonin levels and depression, which means all those people who've been taking Prozac, that's a problem. Because the study, an analysis of 17 different analyses, that's called a meta-analysis where they look at the massive universe of data, found no relationship between depression and serotonin. That's a problem for the millions of patients who take things like Prozac, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, as a treatment for depression. The University College of London now argues there's no convincing evidence that depression is caused by an imbalance of the chemical. So all these drugs to fix that, what have they been doing this whole time? The UK Daily Mail reports one academic involved in the study described the findings as eye-opening and that everything I thought I knew has been flipped upside down. Yeah, the pharmaceutical industry's got to hate this. Lead author, Professor Joanna Moncrief, a psychiatrist, said the popularity of the chemical imbalance theory has coincided with a huge increase in the use of antidepressants. What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. ...depression, including severe withdrawal effects that can occur when people stop them. Yet prescription rates continue to rise. She concludes, we believe the situation's been driven partly by a false belief that depression is due to chemical imbalance. It's high time, she says, to inform the public that this belief is not grounded in science. You mean like the one in six British adults? It's roughly 13% of Americans that take antidepressants? Depressed patients, the study said, can also be hit by crippling withdrawal symptoms when they try to come off the pills. And at the same time, a raft of studies have suggested they don't work any better than a placebo. Now we know why. They're based on the idea that serotonin levels cause depression. Now, the study cautions more study is needed, and it is. It does not prove, they say, that SSRIs don't work. However, it does suggest the drugs don't treat depression by fixing abnormally low serotonin levels. Uh, Well, that's all they do, so you know where this is headed. I don't have to spell it out for you. We'll look back at this someday, the way we look at snake oil salesmen in the past. Here's the fascinating rub. When you look at how far back this lie about serotonin levels went. She added, we can safely say that after a vast amount of research conducted over several decades, there's no convincing evidence depression is caused by serotonin abnormalities, particularly by lower levels or reduced activity of serotonin. Therefore, she says, we don't really know what antidepressants are doing. (laughs) Fabulous. Hope it wasn't too much damage. They're saying don't come off the SSRIs for now. <laughs> consult with your doctor. What? They're going to consult with the CDC? Is that how that's going to go? Folks, I don't usually share highly personal stuff on this podcast, but I want to share this with you, especially if you have suffered from depression. I did too, or I thought I did, back in my 20s. I was fortunate enough to be on a radio station where I met a doctor who ended up being an advertiser, and he was a holistic health MD, and the first thing he said to me, and it was kind of weird, um, he asked me if I was on birth control. I said, yes. He said to get off. Bit of an awkward conversation when you meet a new advertiser, but okay. He said it was the first thing he told his clients, and his clients were wealthy, upwardly mobile people, most of whom were already in great shape, who wanted to maximize their lifespan. And he was he would help them do that. And the first thing he would tell women was to get off birth control. Why? Because it's a thief. It causes depression, and it kills your libido. It steals it from women, he said, for the convenience of men. And those same men turn around and want to know why she doesn't have a drive. They take it personally. Women internalize it. So I did. I came off of it. The chemical birth control. The effects have an overhang. But an amazing thing happened. My depression, it turned out, was medically induced by the birth control I don't actually have depression I haven't had depression in well over a decade not even a single episode it was like a veil lifting when I came off the chemical birth control what percentage of women are on that dear God what is it doing to them and do you know what a doctor will tell you oh no 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 it prevents depression no it doesn't and all these poor women walking around wondering what's wrong with them The libido, by the way, takes a while to come back. It's a glorious thing when it does, let me tell you. You know what he told me, this doctor? He had studied the effects of birth control for a long time, and he says the first thing I tell my women clients when they come in my clinic, are you on it? If so, get off of it. There are mechanical means you can use to prevent birth. And so his uh, daughter and her friends all, you know, went on it, as some women do when they go to college. Their moms get it for them, you know, because they're leaving the house and, you know. Anyway, uh, he said he took blood samples from them before they went, um, before they got on it, and then after. Their testosterone and other critical sex hormones plummeted. It's like neutering your wife when you put her on it. It's terrible that we do this to women. And a lot of them get depressed. So it was like a veil that had lifted for me still feel depressed try this and then get back to me you can email me at Tara at 1063WORD.com and and if you're getting off those female hormone chemicals that are in birth control you got to give it months it's going to take a while for your body to fix itself but it will for me it was like the veil of depression was lifted but here's the other thing try this get on the treadmill or better yet go power walk 15, 20 minutes around the block, especially if you feel down. You will be amazed at what that does for your body. And try this. Go sit in the sun. There are a ton of studies linking depression and mood to vitamin D. And we're almost all deficient. You can't properly make up for it by taking supplements. You got to go get it from the sun. Now's a great time. It's summer. So try this for me. I would love to hear from you. If you suffer from depression, it's funny because around the time that I came off those chemicals, I met my husband. He's a big power walker. He likes to do it outside. So all, we were always out there. I got super tan, ton of vitamin D. I've got the exercise now. I felt like a million bucks. Things that used to get me down didn't even dent me. I haven't had depression in ages. Thank God I met that doctor. But again, you got to do your own work research. You know, it was funny after my mom died. um, I happened to go see a doctor I had seen for a long time. She used to write the prescriptions for me for the SSRIs. And I was talking to her about my mom dying and it had not been, it'd been like a month before. And she said, Oh, do you need me to up your prescription? I said, Oh no, I don't need a prescription. She was amazed. I was getting through the death of my mom without an SSRI with nothing. And I said, Oh, I don't have depression anymore. She was fascinated because she'd been through years of it with me and she says what do you mean how do you not have depression anymore what happened and I said oh I just learned it was medically induced by the birth control pill well she immediately starts trying to have the argument with me oh no the birth control pill prevents depression yeah uh, yeah right says who the studies sponsored by the pharmaceutical companies folks someday we're going to come to understand what this is stolen from women their drive, which is a beautiful part of life, (sighs) and the depression. I would love to know if women came off this thing and went on, you know, started using mechanical means instead. I'd love to see what the depression rates would do for half of our society. So try those things if you have it. I find even today, if I just have a bad day, you know, some at work, something bothers you, we all have that, Um, that man, I can pop on that treadmill or better yet, go walk around the block. 15 minutes, you got to walk aggressively, not stroll along, I feel like a million bucks. Use that as medicine because it is. We just don't live the way our bodies lived for hundreds of thousands of years. That's got to cause profound effects. And it appears medical science is just not trying to understand that. Maybe because it's more profitable not to.